Hello, everyone. My name is Mimi Blue, and you're listening to Human Dialectic. I want to preface this episode by saying a couple things. This episode is coming off the heels of what happened uh, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, the tragic events of innocent people being run down as if they were dummies, as if they were not even human at all. And I had to speak up and say something because I, I recognize that a lot of people, for various reasons, don't want to talk about it on other podcasts or on media platforms. I do believe the media platforms are just censoring it. But I do think that there's an obligation for me to say something, especially if I do want to touch on very difficult topics. I started this podcast without the intention of having to broadcast my race because it's not really necessary. But I'm an African-American. You're just going to have to take my word for it. I'm not here to gaslight you. That is who I am. However, I have other things about me. I have many hobbies and interests and dreams and talents and gifts. And I hope that you can judge me on the basis of my character rather than the color of my skin to just quote Martin Luther King Jr. What I am seeing though is that the media who is the enemy of the people is creating this narrative and they've been creating this narrative for many years now that black people are being hunted down by white people and we don't have the ability to be successful because of oppression and so forth. This to me is a bunch of BS and not only is it gaslighting, it is an agenda to try and start a engineered race war. Now what you saw this past weekend in Wisconsin was extremely tragic and as a result of somebody who was not only mentally ill but really is a criminal. He should have never been released on a $1,000 bond otherwise this would have never happened. He is also a pedophile. Let's just be honest. If you look at his criminal record he raped a 15 year old. I just know that there are many black communities Uh, or I should say, let me just separate this because I do not speak for the black community. And I want to make that very clear. This is just my opinion and my observation. You have many black artists, black athletes and so forth, who don't want to mention how they really feel in public. So they decide to move along with the narrative that they are oppressed, that there is a ton of racism and so forth. Prime examples would be LeBron James, who is garbage to the core. And you have many other uh, so-called representatives of the community who have the, the outreach to denounce this, but they won't. And that's because they have certain bosses that they need to report to. I, on the other hand, don't report to anybody. And I do want to use this platform to say that my observations are telling me that there are black people, primarily those who are well off or who have worked hard to achieve the success that they have. They may not be millionaires, but they are very successful. 
they could see the repercussions of this type of narrative. We are all not the same. I definitely do not have that mentality. I do know that racism does exist. It does because it is a a mindset that is taught. How is the mainstream media not teaching people to be racist? And racism is not just applied to white people. It could be for any race. This is a very, very difficult topic, not because I am unable to speak to it and I don't have uh, clear opinions and, and perspectives. I have They're very, very clear to me. They've been crystallized the past couple of years. The problem is that we are trying to speak to people who don't understand anything. They don't understand the difference between right and wrong. Their brains have been rewired and they have been brainwashed by the media. Now, I will just tell you a personal story, a brief one, though I don't believe that it is that significant to what's going on and I'm not trying to compare my experiences, but it has defined who I am today. And this is why I don't look at people on the basis of their color, but their integrity and their character and so forth. I moved to the United States when I was nine. And I recall an incident when I was speaking to a classmate. He was a little bit younger than me, nine, 10 years old. And I recall that it was in the afternoon, late evening. I was facing the sunset. Now I saw this vehicle pull up to the stop sign that was nearby and noticed it was kind of erratic when it pulled up. It stopped immediately. And then I noticed a man poke his head through the sunroof. Now, could he have been a skinhead? Maybe he had the, you know, bald head at the time. And I did notice some tattoos, but that's just my assumption. Because what happened next, I was not expecting. He ended up calling me the N-word. And he laughed. And I believe it may have been his girlfriend or wife or whatever. There was a woman who was driving, drove off, and I saw two kids in the back seat. Now, I was enraged. And one of the first things I wanted to do was take a rock and throw it at the car. But I held back because I saw two children in the back seat. There were car seats. Now, you can imagine at that age how traumatizing that could be. You know, you're not by your parents. You're outside, visibly upset, and there are people all around you. It wasn't this racist act that threw me off or at least traumatized me as a kid. It was the, the fact that many adults around me who saw what happened did nothing, did absolutely nothing. And I wasn't able to comprehend why I was traumatized as a kid. And it wasn't just due to that, that racist incident. It was the fact that there were adults around me and they could not protect a child. So if this is what adulthood is, then I don't want to become an adult. And that's how I've been able to process it. That there are people who operate or are on this planet. They walk, live, breathe, and so forth 
But when they see something bad happen, they don't do anything. Now, I could have taken that moment and really hated all white people. I would have had such a hatred that I would have never interacted with white people and so forth. But that's not the reality. I went to a school that was predominantly white and so forth until I ended up moving to a different school. I didn't do that. I do remember that incident, but I didn't do that. And I want to share that particular moment because everybody has different experiences and they see things differently. You can take something and you can internalize it and it can eat you inside and make you hate the world. Or you could take an actual moment and learn something from that and decide to channel it in a positive way. You end up defining how these moments are. I know, and I also recognize that the world is not perfect. It will never be perfect. And I don't know how you'd want it to be perfect. I do want to be respected. I do want to respect other people the same way. I want us to be able to collaborate and to cooperate and appreciate life in general, no matter your race, ethnicity, background, sex, or religion. But I also recognize that there are entities that are trying to create divisions. And one of those entities is the mainstream media. The mainstream media lavishes in your pain. They don't care about giving you the ability to have a peace of mind. They don't want you to look at your neighbor and think that we can respect each other even though we may have our differences. No, the mainstream media wants you to believe that white people are bad. They want you to believe that it is acceptable to harm all white people, even if they are eight, seven, six years old, two years old. They want you to believe that it's okay to kill. Now, how is this not the same type of narrative that was done against Blacks before the 60s. It's the exact same thing, except the roles have been switched. So where is this all leading? All of this negative energy, this mentality that racism is at its peak in this country. We are entering into the holidays and into the final days of 2021. These should typically be the joyous times where you're spending time with your family and so forth. And that's not going to happen. We are not going to have a peace of mind for the next couple of weeks. And I suspect that we are going to see more of this garbage by the mainstream media, who, by the way, they are demons who suck out the energy, positive energy from you. They're going to continue to aggravate and divide us even further. I know that there are African-Americans who can see through this BS. They have worked too hard to establish the success or at least the accomplishments that they have made on the basis of their skills, on their character and their integrity. They have principle. But there are other African-Americans and even on on the other side of the aisle, white people who don't have principle. They have no values, they have no integrity and so forth. 
they are going to be amplified. Their voices are going to be amplified and they don't speak for the majority of the people. I can only speak for myself. I can say that I'm observing a shift in the black community, but most are too timid to say anything because they don't want to be ostracized from the community. You could say that's a tribal mindset, but that is truly the case. But I think a lot of them feel this way. They just don't know how to say it. So the more of us who speak out against this, the more I think this is going to stop. But I recognize that the mainstream media, they think that they still have power. And to some extent, they do. To some extent, they still do because the messaging is resonating with some crazy ass people. And look what happened over the weekend. By the way, let's talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. And he was acquitted. That was not a case about racism. Now, you would be surprised if I told you this, that there are people who legitimately thought that Kyle Rittenhouse killed black people. Did you know that there were people who were prepared to protest outside the courthouse because they assumed, I don't know where they got this assumption and maybe it was because they were watching TV, but they assumed that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist who killed black people. And then when they were told that there were no black people killed, do you know what happened? They decided to walk away and end their protest. You see, the value of life is no longer a an issue for them. If it's black people, oh, they're going to protest. And ironically, typically it's white people who are protesting for these black victims, so-called black victims when they didn't even exist in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. You know, the, the white people who are talking about whites should die and and talking about Black Lives Matter when in fact they do absolutely nothing for the black community. They are comical, but they're also very dangerous. And I know the majority of white people don't feel the same way, but you will see on Twitter these white people who glorify in the idea of whites being killed. What always perplexes me is that what makes them think that they could never end up in the position of being killed? They clearly are white, but just because your rhetoric is very, very extreme on the liberal side and that you are somebody who advocates for minorities and so forth, you don't think that you won't be targeted? What world are you living in? History has told us many times that it starts with a small subset and then that subset grows into the majority. If you think that you're going to be protected, you're not. Because you may encounter somebody who doesn't give a damn about your beliefs and what you do. And because you are solely a white person, you will be killed. I don't understand the mentality of these people. And I recognize that people's neurological patterns have been rewired. And that's due to the technology that we have. And that is due to the mainstream media. When you instill fear people operate in a lower vibration. They operate in fear. And then eventually 
a lot of the things that they are saying does not make any sense whatsoever. Nothing at all. So is this really a mental illness that they're suffering from? Or they're just simply in denial? I don't know. But all I can tell you is I wouldn't waste any time helping those people. If they don't understand that we are in a biological, psychological, and most importantly, spiritual warfare, if they can't grasp that right now, then there's no need to help them. It's not your job. I also recognize that social media has been censoring people left and right. On Twitter, they're blocking information about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. They're blocking information about the victims in Wisconsin from the parade. Sadly, the youngest victim to succumb to his injuries was Jackson Sparks. He was eight years old. And Daryl Brooks, this piece of garbage, who is black, by the way, if you didn't know, he was arrested, but the thing is, he was released on bond last week prior to this happening, and it was only for $1,000. The guy has a huge track record, a long list of charges. I just, I just can't believe this. And people are trying to defend this man, just like they were trying to defend the two victims that tried to kill Kyle Rittenhouse. One of them was a pedophile. How are we at a point where we are defending pedophiles? For those of you who like to study history, Malcolm X had some very powerful quotes that I want to mention, and I believe that they have withstood the test of time. I know we talk a lot about Martin Luther King Jr., and yes, he can be a very influential man, but I do believe that Malcolm X has a different perspective, and he does not mince words, which is what I like about him. But I want to refer to a quote that he said about the media. He said, The media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent. And that's power. Because they control the minds of the masses. The press is so powerful in its image-making role, it can make the criminal look like he's the victim and make the victim look like he's the criminal. If you aren't careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. Now tell me, are you telling me that that does not resonate with you right now? That was over 50 years ago, and it shocks me to believe that nothing has changed, at least in the context of the system and the media and how things are going. It hasn't changed at all. One final thing I do want to mention about history is Liberia. For those of you who are not familiar with Liberia, it is a Western country in Africa. And you may not know this, but the origins of Liberia actually derives from freed slaves from the United States. So a handful of Africans decided that they wanted to go back to the motherland. They wanted to go back to Africa and start all over. Well, the thing is, these freed slaves took a lot of the knowledge that they acquired from the U.S., such as the colonization, such as the political views, even the design of the flag, which is very similar to the United States, 
was carried over. The thing is, when they reached Liberia, these freed slaves thought they were more superior to the indigenous Africans. And ultimately, these individuals put themselves in powers of political position. They ran society. They defined society and traditions and so forth, completely eliminating or at least ostracizing the indigenous people to second class. Well, if you want to know how it all turned out, the country is still round, but there was a revolution per se and a takedown of the family. Now, what's the point of me telling you this? I know I hear many stories about Blacks having to create their own communities or start things on their own. To to some extent, that is very true. You, a community has to help within. But this was an example where African-Americans thought life would be better going back to the motherland, but this whole tribal mindset still occurred and they still discriminated against another group. So discrimination and racism is not just applied to groups that are entirely different by skin color. It can boil down to customs and traditions and so forth. That is the whole purpose of these isms, discrimination and racism. It's not purely on the basis of race, even though racism is based off of race per se. It can happen to any group. It is not just between blacks and whites. So what is the end game? Well, if it's not clear to you, the end game is to destroy us and this entire country from within. This type of dialogue is very dangerous And we are entering into some scary times where something like this could cause people to go to jail or be executed. It has happened in history and it may potentially repeat itself again here in the United States, even though there are many of you who would have never thought that the day would come that this type of tyranny would be occurring. These individuals, these entities want to ensure that they kill any idea of hope or any idea that we could bound together and defeat them. They don't want you to believe that you can create your own society and communities outside of the system that has been created. They want to be able to take your mind and your soul, period. And though I don't want to transition into this whole idea of the fourth fourth industrial revolution, or I should say the fourth revolution, which would be more about the internet of things, that's besides the point. They are trying to ensure that they could destroy this country. And the the most convenient way to do it is through a race war. I do want to reference the 60s for a moment because the reason why I do have hope that things can change, the 60s was a very pivotal time in the U.S. because Americans decided that racism was not the way to go as a society. As hard as it is to believe, there were very few people who started off in the civil rights movement. Uh, Yes, primarily black people, African-Americans, but there were white Americans as well who believed in the ideology that we were all equal. And 
that ideology grew and it resonated with many, many people. So it does start with a small subset of people and then it grows because people have the same idea. They just don't recognize that that it's there, that it exists and it is contagious. Hope is very contagious. An idea is very contagious and the elite the elites, I should say, are trying to destroy every aspect of it. And that is why the mainstream media, taking the marching orders from the elite, they are promoting this idea of fear and promoting this idea of division. Because in the end, the tactic is to divide us and to conquer us. And that is why I truly believe that the American people did end segregation. They ended many perspectives about racism, that there is one race that is superior over the other. And there may be people who will disagree with me in the Black community and say, no, racism still exists. I don't disagree with that. I do believe that racism does exist, but I do also believe that it has been amplified and it is being used as a tactic. I personally I've met many, many people across all races and backgrounds who have been nice to me. And I've also met people who have been very shitty to me, even within my own community. People are people. They will do whatever the hell they want. But I can't change your mind. You have to change yourself from within. We live in a very unique country. It's not perfect, but we should never strive for perfection because we don't even exemplify that. I acknowledge that there are going to be areas that we need to reform if we're able to overcome this. And it's not going to be easy. But I am seeing definitions, the definition of words changing. I am seeing that people who are criminals being put on pedestals and those who have good intentions are being vilified. We are literally seeing history being rewritten as we speak. And like I said, you never thought that the day would come where everything was inverted and where you would see pedophiles being glorified in the mainstream media. Our beliefs and our traditions and everything that we have stood for is being adulterated and polluted with the most vile type of themes that I've ever, ever seen. And for any sane person Who's seeing this, we are living in insane times. And if we cannot protect the children, especially as adults, we have failed the very generations that come after us and especially those that have fought before us. So at the end of the day, you're going to need to pick a side. We're getting to that point. I know what side I stand on and time will tell who was right and who was wrong. So what do I need you to do first and foremost? First, I need you to tell your loved ones that you care about them. As you already saw this past weekend, families went to a parade and now they are having to deal with a situation that they never thought they would have to during the holidays. So I recognize that our time is numbered as we are together. Appreciate every moment you're able to be with your family during the holidays. The good times are over. I truly believe that. I hate to be pessimistic and in that sense, but it is true. I'm a realist 
the good times are are over. And if you're not able to process that, maybe you're in denial and maybe, unfortunately, something bad has to happen in order for you to wake up. But I do have hope that we can defeat this. But I also recognize and acknowledge that this is going to be a very long battle and there will be many people who will suffer. So that is why it is important for you to acknowledge and to communicate to your loved ones that you care about them. The second thing I need you to do is to find something worth fighting for. I need you to have purpose. I have found my purpose. I need you to find strength and I am finding strength in many ways, but I can't do this alone and so cannot others. We are strong in numbers, in large, large numbers, and that is the advantage that we have. You have to continue informing yourself on what's going on. You have to be able to read in between the lines. You have to be informed You have to be knowledgeable because knowledge is the thing that the mainstream media is banking on that you don't have. That is why people turn to them and they get misinformation. We can defeat the mainstream media and the conglomerates and the robber barons that run our economies and so forth if we bound together. There are billions of us and just a handful of them. They can't win. We need to recognize that we can do this. Finally, I need you to know who the enemy is. You don't go into war not knowing who you are fighting. That is beyond foolish. I'm not asking for violence. I'm by no way saying that we need to do violence. But you must understand that the enemy only knows violence and will only react with violence. You must do the opposite. Your enemy is not your neighbor. Your enemy is not the opposing race. Your enemy is not someone who has different opinions than you. You need to understand that this is all being engineered and we are at risk of losing it all. So we have to come together. I know that sounds cheesy and I understand that some people say, well, that's not going to work. I'm not telling you to go to the very people who disagree with you and are going to become very erratic or violent with you. I'm not saying that. You don't want to deal with them because their brain has been rewired. You can't help them anymore. If you want to continue trying to seed them information, by all means, go ahead. But they're not our enemy. The media is our enemy. These corporations that are so disingenuous are our our enemies. We need to pull out of the system We need to start creating our own societies and our own products and our own self-governing bodies because the system is not working for us. And I do hope and pray that those who have inflicted harm on the innocent children and the innocent lives, that we will get justice for this. I really do hope that one day that it comes and I'm able to see it, but I don't know. The only concern that I have is that you are aware that We need to not allow this race war to happen because this is the final card to destroying this nation and to ushering in tyranny that you have never seen before. So don't fall for these tricks. Please, please take care of your loved ones. Show them that you care. Understand what you are fighting for and know who the enemy is. Because I have a really, really 
bad feeling that 2022 is going to be much worse. And if you thought 2021 was a little a little breeze that you got a little break, well, guess what? It's going to get 10 times worse next year. And I hope that you're able to appreciate and understand the good times that we have remaining, which I really do think is already dead. But we have a long road ahead of us. We really do. And I want you to recognize that. I'm just very upset with what happened over the weekend. I mean, I'm very upset when anyone dies because I value life. I really do. But I'm seeing that people are valuing valuing death and not giving a damn of who it is and what type of pain it's inflicting. So this was a very somber episode, but I tried to give my perspective on what's going on and what I'm seeing. And I know there are many people who are not going to say anything because they want to see where the wind blows. They don't want to rock the boat. But I told you before, I've always created my own lane. I've quote unquote been a loner, not per se a loner, but I've done things on my own because I think for myself and I recognize when I need to create change or when I need to say something, I'll do it. And that's really why I wanted to do this episode. I'm not waiting for this to be a trend. I will say whatever I need to say. And I know it's going to resonate with a lot of you. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday, despite what's going on. And be safe. Be vigilant. And be appreciative of what you have right now. Even with the little things, you're still alive. You're still here. And there's still time for you to create some change, something, no matter how minor it is. Thanks for listening. And I will speak to you guys soon.